0: Good day, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Be Diverse podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Stout. This episode is dedicated to all the friends, family members, and loved ones who have supported me through this journey. Being healthy is vital to living well and achieving the longevity that we all strive for. Now, the goal of every business is to have more productive workers that are healthy and empowered. Employee wellness programs, in some cases, are being moved from being what is called a nice perk to a must-have. To recruit top talent, some companies are realizing the need to ensure that they have a healthy and engaging workplace. But in some cases, these programs are met with some resistance. So today, the discussion is about pain points around resisting Wellness programs. I am so lucky to have as our guest someone who most probably hears about or talks about this topic on a regular basis. She probably even thinks about it in her sleep. It's a pleasure to introduce our guest, Lauren Hundert. Now, Lauren is a wellness broker and co founder of the Balance Wellness Center. It's a one stop shop and full service personal and professional development platform and i don't want to forget to mention this woman is a hard-working lady and she is probably one of the nicest people you'll ever meet i have to admit i am a super fan of hers welcome to the show lauren it's a pleasure to have you on today
1: my gosh thank you so much andrew it's a pleasure to be here it's wonderful
0: you're very welcome lauren how have you been we haven't spoken in like forever so how have you been?
1: I think you for asking. I think good. It's one of those things I have to think back now wait a minute since the last time I spoke with you what are all the things that have been going on but I have to say very well I'm doing very well. It was like the beginning of the new year where they realized that I had a conversation about how there's a point leading up to the holidays where even though it's still really busy you think well, there's going to be a chance for me to catch my breath there's going to be that reprieve and that's what keeps you going and then I realized as I was talking with my business partner that it wasn't so much a reprieve my breath as much as it was to fill up my lungs to be resubmerged again. Right, but in a really good way. Great to have that opportunity, right? Where there's so much to do and so much to be excited about and grateful for. So I'm doing very well, thank you. And how are you?
0: I'm doing good. We're going into the new year, set some focuses for the new year, and. Things that I want to work on and goals that I set for myself. So I took time to process all that and have moved forward. And we're going ahead with everything that we're trying to accomplish. Great start. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I'm pretty confident that I'm on the right track and on the right path. It's always a good feeling when you feel that way. So before we begin, Lauren, I always have a fun question. Ask my guests to get things going. Are you ready for yours? I don't. (laughs) So, Lauren, my question to you is, if you could go back in time and have a conversation with your 18-year-old self, what is one piece of advice you would give to her? Hmm? Funny
1: that you say this, Andrew, because... I literally had this conversation yesterday with somebody. Isn't that wild? My advice to my 18-year-old self would be, when someone gives you a compliment, believe it. Because there are so many times where people would tell me something about myself and I thought it would be opposite or I thought it wasn't true or I was being humble or whatever the case may have been. But then I realized over and over again, people have been saying this. And now I'm almost 40. So people Mm -hmm. have been saying for the longest time and I don't know why I didn't believe it in the first place it would have done me a world of good when people there's that expression when people show you who they are believe them when people say something really nice about you believe it
0: right I totally agree with that I totally agree if they're taking the time to tell you something that they feel then just take it and appreciate it love it embrace it and carry on I definitely agree with you on that one so, Lauren, let's just get started here. To those who have not met you before, like I have, why don't we start today by you telling our audience a little bit about yourself?
1: You did a really great introduction so far. That's great. That took a whole bunch of things off my plate to, to remind myself to say. And I guess I'll start to get unfamiliar with the term a wellness broker because maybe, so maybe I'll just start by elaborating on that a little bit. Um, because we are a personal professional development for my role specifically is to understand the inner workings of an organization and then their pain points, their needs with the complementary expertise of 20 contributing experts that we. Do. So basically think of what a broker in general does. And I do that specifically in the. And then I get personal level. I am a mother. Cameron is 11 and Maggie nine. I am a classic rock band. So, like anything, do Zeppelin, the roses, pop, all of them, very into that. And then in my spare time, too, I'm <laughs> also a yoga instructor. I am a Reiki practitioner. I am a road trip and paddleboarding enthusiast. What else nice. is there today? Those, I think, are the highlights.
0: Nice. So, you keep yourself pretty, pretty active there. That's good.
1: Yeah, the winter may hurt, perfect. Yeah.
0: And I think it goes along with our topic today too, that we need to find time, do things to unwind and think and process about processing. We can only process when we're in a relaxed state. So it's important to do those things for sure. Lauren, in your opinion, what does wellness in the workplace mean
1: to you? That's a really great To me, wellness in the workplace means Creating an environment, I think this is, key. it's creating an environment where employees and employers feel that they are in alignment with the So I think that in order for wellness, we must be as invested in the wellness of the individual as we are in the wellness of the organization. The two are really in a way. and the individual needs to feel seen, valued, and supported and their First, are to achieving the in goals of the organization. And then likewise, an organization needs to be able to provide the necessary structures, values, and goals, for example, to enable their employees to thrive. So it, for me, that's what that means, that it all, it all convalesces together and they complement each other in significance.
0: I feel like trust and respect goes along with that. And I think if you have trust and respect then the environment is everything. In the environment is going to line. So yeah, I so what you said there resonated. I was just like, wow, that is totally along the lines of what I am thinking for sure.
1: I think it's really important to take both actors, both the employees and the employer, into the conversation.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, Lauren, with that being said, why are wellness programs more important? than ever I think that we're
1: in a real crossroads, and there is tremendous opportunity here. certainly there is uncertainty, there is stress, there is worry and change and struggle, and I think both individuals and organizations realize that and know that things need to be done, and I think they want it. and I think there's also a certain amount of pressure on on both sides for employees to be productive and for employers to attain those employees but I think it also is more importantly. Contributes to the empowerment of both individuals and organizations to provide an opportunity for ongoing conversation to address what employees in your organization need and what yes. the organization itself needs to function as well.
0: Yeah. And I think by speaking to employees and individuals and finding out if they're okay, if they're, there's any issues, if they need, if they simply just need to talk or vent. I think is important as well. And this is where these wellness programs are so important because it allows for individuals to talk in a comfort and relaxed atmosphere. The safe space. Exactly. Exactly. So I read on your website that you said you are a firm believer in balance. Now, many people, including some of our listeners, do not know what that all means. So in your opinion, how do we explain balance when we hear resistance to wellness programs and from other employees or leadership for that matter?
1: Yeah, I think this is such a great question. I love it so much because I see it. We're really unclear about what balance really is, and especially in the world where we talk about work-life balance. And I think certainly there's probably a number of listeners right now that are even thinking of the full balance thing as a scheme and a myth, and it doesn't even actually exist. And you right. certainly wouldn't be alone in thinking that. And I think the issue is that people think about balance from an organizational perspective or individually. They think of it as something that's in constant. So if you picture, yeah. example, let's say, for example, your home, it's if you always have foot in the camp of work and vice versa. And so people are trying to balance things And to balance things fifty fifty is really dropping yes. And I think of balance as being all in. I think of it as being a hundred wherever you are, unless and until something else is required. And then you're all in place. And I'll give you an example to make it a little bit more clear. From a work perspective, the mm-hmm. other day I had I had an hour. I had back-to-back meetings all day. I had one hour. I thought, this is my time to get caught up on emails. I have to put together my to-do list. I had all these things that were laid out in a timeline for myself and was about to head into another meeting. And then I looked at my phone. I had put it off to the side because that was right. So I would put my phone off to the side, but it kept making me sound. And when I picked it up, I noticed I took an email and it call all from my uncle. And I thought, what on earth? Oh, oh, is oh, that? oh no. And he said, your aunt is missing turned out just fine thankfully mm-hmm. and it was i could have tried to do both right i could have tried to juggle all the things that i had to do but it is, and i'm sure everybody can relate it is exceedingly difficult to do multiple things simultaneously and do them all and instead there was like that quick second of a shift in priorities and i was like nope this is where my attention needs to go right now and i am all so i jumped right into calling people and my family and there was time for work was still there waiting for me at the end of it all, right? So I think balance in kind of a way, for myself anyway, working out in the transition almost. Right. So you allow yourself to be wherever it is that you need, and in doing so, give yourself permission to give it your all. And I think that really makes a big difference in terms of that conversation about balance, work-life balance. I think it helps to put it in perspective and to be able to prioritize
0: so two things on what you just said. First off, when I'm doing stuff, I have a little note thing that I made and I laminated. And it basically says, is this important? And then the next box says, no, it's not important. And then the next box is, it may be important, but you can deal with it later. So that just made me think of that when you were saying that you had your call. I've been in that situation too, where i said, okay, I got to get stuff done. Text, my phone's going off. I'm getting emails. And as soon as you get an email, your first instinct is, oh, I got to look at it. Who's it yeah. from? I got to look and see. Maybe it's important. Yeah. So I try to do that when I'm, when I have something or I have a deadline. The other thing that when you said work-life balance, I've been talking to a lot of people and Their feeling is that it's impossible to not bring your work life home and your home to work. It's impossible. We're all in relationships and stuff. You can get into not an argument, but a disagreement. You go to work, you're frustrated, you're taking that into work. There's no question. You can't just walk in the door and turn on like a, like an actor, an actress, it's there, it's inside you, it's real. And the same thing for work, if you've had an altercation with your co-worker or you're upset with something that's going on or there's a change or what have you, you're bringing that home and your partner's asking, how was your day? And right away, you're spewing, oh my God, can you believe, I can't believe they did this and they did that and... They're trying to do this now, and oh my God, this girl beside me was talking all day and I couldn't work. So I think it's hard to separate, and I think it's just important for organizations to understand that and just be empathetic to that possibility and just to be there and just to listen when these things come up. And they just need to have somebody vent. They don't need an answer. They just need somebody to listen to them and let everything off their chest.
1: Yeah. And I would agree with that too, that our personal and professional lives are late. And I think you're right. In some cases, especially when something is really top of mind or it's really irritating you and you cannot seem to let it go, it's really important mm-hmm. to be, have that safe space to be oh, efficient she- in a very productive way. And then there is also a distinction to say, okay, I can leave that I know and I can focus on what it is that I need to do. And that's that permission that we give oneself that we give ourselves to be able to then, say, that's how I'm going to create so, like, create a boundary sure. between these sort of two ideas and these two faces." is to say, yeah, I had this and it's impacting the way I'm thinking right now. Now I had a chance to vent about it. Now it's kind Absolutely.
0: Because if you don't have a chance to vent, it's going to stick inside you. And the worst thing when somebody wants to vent is for somebody to say, you should do this and you should do that. That's not what they're looking for. They just want the person to listen, hear them out. And then if they want an opinion, they'll say, what do you think? Or what should I do? That's at that point. But until then, you're just like a sounding board, basically.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, then it, and then I would
0: person
1: who brought the issue to the table, it's also their responsibility to say, okay, now I've had my chance to then. Exactly.
0: Look, I, you're going to probably get a laugh at this, but I'm a man and I will admit, Lauren, there are times where I drive my wife absolutely batty and I have no idea what I did. And I'm sure your husband does the same because all men are the same. We get our, our partners annoyed and we don't even know what we're doing. So you take that to work because you're like... Oh my God, he he annoyed me today. Like I said, to end this, I think it's important that we just understand where it is, what the issue is, and like I said, just
1: to vent. I think we all think it would be truthful.
0: Yes, exactly. I think we. I think it goes on both ways for sure. In your experience, what are some of the missteps that you've seen that have resulted in resisting wellness programs?
1: Because I know that they happen.
0: Yeah, because I know that they happen. I really do know that they
1: happen because I know that people resist for sure. Absolutely. And and there are a number of different (laughs) ways, a number (laughs) of different sort of missteps and resistances, but I think this is actually a really crucial question. And I think it comes down to almost like a fundamental difference. I think employees, are in favor of wellness programs and employers want improved productivity and performance and they are both byproducts of the other but there is often a disconnect about which conversation is mm-hmm. how forthcoming those parties want to be and that's been really key for us specifically at the Balanced Wellness Center because we've found a way not only to address concerns from both sides but another point of resistance is ROI especially from a business perspective and right. typically wellness programs in the has been difficult to quantify and to measure. And that, again, is where we have done things differently with our organization, is that we are able to provide measurable the efficacy of our services so that employers see the value of activity and performance in ROI and employees feel seen and valued and well taken care of right. through the wellness program. So
0: I want to pivot here because I can see, or maybe you have... Maybe you've seen, but I could say uh, you, your company going into a company, the company is all gung-ho of trying to start the program. And then there's employees, they're going around talking to employees and there's employees who don't feel like they have anything wrong with them or that they have to deal with. So they're resistant to it because they say, well, I don't need sure. that. I don't, I don't want to waste my time on that. It's not important to me. So I could definitely see that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's the other thing too, is that in order for you to participate in wellness programs, there does not have to be anything wrong, right? There doesn't have mm-hmm. to be, you don't necessarily have to wait for, their, for an issue to present itself or a struggle to, for you to face to be able to grow upon and embrace your own wellness. Eggs. And, and that's another element of the program that we offer as well, but maybe it's not for you. But maybe there's somebody that spoke to you and Mm -hmm. it would be beneficial for them. And it might be beneficial for you to know that information so that you can interact with those people better. Right. Sort of a kind of a buzzword, but I can't think of another one right now, but a holistic (laughs) approach. It may be for you, but it also could be in support of you and your relationship with other people. Yeah,
0: because I think that people who, like, for example, don't have any mental health issues, they don't understand. So if they don't have it, they don't feel that they need it. But when I would say they're a close coworker and that coworker is dealing with issues and they would like to talk to you as a friend, but you don't know how to, to understand what they're going through. And you may not fully, but at least if you go through the program, you might have a little bit more. Empathy and understanding to what they're possibly going through.
1: Sure. And even for yourself, right? I think we would all be, we'd be lying to ourselves if we said we were confident 100%. There are all things that we all struggle with. And sometimes it's, sometimes it's motivation. Sometimes it's Great. self-care. Sometimes it's mindful. And and so that's another part of it, too, is that these are foundational. A lot of what we offer, we provide different tiers of courses, but mm-hmm. we have a specific and broad grouping of programs that is about foundational and right. and everybody can benefit from that. Should you be open to it. Right. And that's ultimately it is if you're open to it. We look at it as well. It's almost like a medicine cabinet. Like mm. we look at our services that way, where you go looking for medicine when there's something that's wrong. Right? right? Or there's something that or there's something that's demanding your attention. And so we look at our offerings as like opening the cabinet and saying, what should be in my arsenal today? What is it so I could actually use? and then just choose from there. Exactly. Lauren
0: If you were to use one word to describe yourself to our listeners today, what would it be?
1: So it goes back to our first question. Mm -hmm. Somebody pays you a compliment, 18-year-old Lauren. I should listen to it. So I'm going to say resourcefulness. I am resourceful. There's always a way. There is always a solution. There is always a person. And if it is a person that you're looking for to solve a particular problem, I probably know the right one. Absolutely. (laughs) So yeah, I would say resourcefulness. Say resourceful.
0: Okay. I thought about this question when I was preparing today's episode. So I have a word that I think of you. And the word that I think of you is humble. And we talked about it earlier when you mentioned it. So it got me giggling to myself when you talked about it earlier, how you were saying that sometimes we don't know how to receive a compliment. We're too humble. We're like, oh, it's not me, whatever. So... I think you were humble and the reason why is because you always seem to be happy for others who you think deserve the credit. So someone gives you a compliment and you were always so humble and quick to reverse the compliment and say, thank you so much, but here is what I think of you. And that's rare. There's not many people that have that quality. Humble is a word that I would think for you
1: what first of all thank you
0: I you're welcome and
1: i appreciate very very much i that really means a lot thank you
0: you're very welcome yeah that's you humble
1: can i humble use word lauren you? Humble. you
0: most certainly can sure
1: i would say for you the first word that comes to mind is genuine
0: oh well i, and I, and that. I
1: think that's a real such an important quality to Especially in the kinds of conversations that you're having with people. Because there are a lot of very vulnerable conversations in this kind of space. And you approach it in a way that there's such care and genuine curiosity and like this sort of quest for knowledge that just comes from a very sincere place. I
0: appreciate that. That's nice uh, nice of you to hear. But like I said, as you see... How humble you are. There, there, there's there's, yeah, there's, a perfect, there's a perfect example. But thank you very much. I, tr- I truly appreciate that. Any, any final thoughts today?
1: I want to thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for taking the time to, to create this sort of thoughtful space and conversation. And to bring these conversations forward because it is really important. And like I said before, right? Like you have a very unique way of creating a space to be able to explore well, these in a way that's really meaningful. So thank you for that. And thank you to everybody who's listening as well. So certainly the more people that are engaged in these kinds of conversations. I definitely
0: appreciate that. And I always appreciate our conversations. There's lots of people that I look forward to talking to, but I really look forward to our conversations.
1: Thank you. That's really I to hear. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if I'm smiling from ear to ear. That's what I
0: hope mean. that you are because you definitely deserve to hear that. That's for sure. If any of our listeners want to get a hold of you, Lauren, how might they do? So? Yep.
1: You can email me, Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, at mm-hmm. Balance Wellness Center, Self the British way, R-E rather than E-R, yeah. dot C-A. Or if it's easier because that's a really long email oh. address, <laughs> you can look <laughs> me up on LinkedIn and I'm Lauren under L-A-U-R-E-N, last name is H-U-N-D-E-R-T. Wonderful. I'd like
0: to take the time to thank you for coming on again today, Lauren. It's always a pleasure. On behalf of myself and Lauren, I'd like to thank you all for listening today. And until next time, be safe and remember, if we all work together, we can accomplish anything.